You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, this is the uh, Damascus Crossroads podcast with your uh, host, Tim Altman. I'm back again. Um, last last time we talked about the um, Ethan Ethan Hallmark story, which, which was inspirational. Um, I try to tell these stories I tell. Uh, I try to t- tie them into what we're dealing with as, as addicts, as recovering addicts. I think the Ethan Hallmark story, you know, the Lord's been was wanting me to just tell everybody that story just to get it out there. Um, I think why I told that story is everybody tries to tries to tell me and 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 these professionals are saying what we have is a disease. No, we don't have a disease. We have an affliction from demons. Um, we have a bad habit that we picked up. Um, Ethan had a disease. Ethan struggled. He did not bring it upon himself like like drug addicts like myself did. Um, he. He wasn't the cause of, of what happened to him. Now, he had a disease, and he fought it hard, and he struggled, and that's why I'm going to hang in there, and I'm going to beat this thing that I got. Um, and you're going to be what you got because all it is is addiction. Um, it's not a disease. I don't like when people call it a disease. It, it's an insult to people like Ethan that, that struggled and fought off something that wasn't self-inflicted like um, what we did to ourselves, and I'm including myself. Um, so that's kind of what I want to get out in that story. In 1942, as the Germans were rolling across Russia and they were pushing the Russians back to Stalingrad, Joseph Stalin, who was an alcoholic and a murderer, and he was facing off against Hitler, a meth, a meth, a meth head, basically, also dabbled in cocaine and painkillers and other things. He was a real mess where Stalin, I don't think he was on drugs, but Stalin issued an order. It was not. It was called not one step back, um, and you know that's what I I did this time. Is a you know when I went through rehab this time, I told the devil, well, I'm not going to take one step back from you. I'm going to hold my ground. Uh, I don't care if you roll roll demon tanks over top of my position or or or, or die bombers come down on me. Uh, I'm going to hold my position this time. I'm not going to back down. Um, anybody out there that's listening to this podcast, that's going to be our goal. We're not backing down. From the devil and his lies, we're gonna we're gonna stand up to the devil, and and we're gonna um we're not gonna back down. Now that's why I'm gonna tie into this story that I'm telling today about the 12, 12 disciples. Um, you want to talk about some some men, not one backslider. All of us, you know, I've went through two different relapses, uh, one major relapse. You know, that's backsliding, and these disciples, not to the one, did not backslide. They all, except for John, 
died a horrendous death, and they covered the world preaching the gospel and thanking the Lord for all his blessings and standing strong. And I want you to know that that's what we're going to do. We're going to stand strong. Um, whatever we got to do, we're not going to back down from the devil anymore. Uh, that's been my goal. I will not back down. I will not quit. Uh, you know, it's a funny thing. Everybody's got this pride, and they're the toughest. And even when you go to rehab, you see guys that lost their families, their homes, just shameful, come in there half naked, you know, uh, spun out of their mind, kind of like me, um, and still full of pride. And I don't understand it. If, if we're so full of pride, I'm going to be prideful in the fact that I hold strong and I hold strong worshiping Jesus. That's what we ought to take pride in. Um, not this foolish worldly pride that we get into, like um, he's tougher than me or she's prettier than me or he's more successful than me, uh, kind of pride, uh, or he's got more money than me. I want to say my pride's going to come from the fact when I say I stand strong for Jesus. Um, that's where I'm going to, that, that, that's going to make me, that, that's my pride right now. I stand strong for Jesus. Jesus is my best friend. Um, I will not trade anything in this world for the relationship that I have with Jesus Christ. In the end, it's all that's going to matter, really. Um, people will let you down. You know, that's just the way it is. I had family members let me down real bad, you know, and I let them down too. So, you know, well, that's the way people are. We let each other down, you know, as we grow in Christ, um, as we repent of our sins, as Jesus, as we live like Jesus. Jesus never let nobody down. Anybody out there on the sound of my voice, if Jesus ever let you down, I want you to let me know about it, you know, because you'll be the first person that Jesus ever let down. Uh, he's been my best friend through all this. Um, so uh, so basically, this is going to be about the 12 disciples. Uh, the first disciple we're going to talk about today is uh, Simon Simon Peter. Um, he was the rock that the church was built upon, according to Jesus. And one thing I want you to understand is that a lot of us think that we're not good enough, that we denied Christ, that we relapsed, that we're no longer fit um, to be um servants of christ and lord will never forgive us but hey peter denied christ three times then he disobeyed christ cut his ears off peter was always hard for christ to control in his discipleship and peter was up and down and wild man and um jesus loved him jesus like he loves you out there um don't let the devil say that you don't have a purpose we all he knows every hair on our head jesus said i know every hair on your head and i used to think that this was like metaphor it wasn't but no i he knows every hair in your head if you got hair popping out on your back like i do or in your ears he knows them hairs too um he loves you that much so don't forget that don't the devil tell you no different uh peter didn't um anyways peter was killed by the emperor nero around 64 a.d after the great fire of rome uh this was a fire that actually they think Nero actually started, blamed it on the Christians for starting it. You know, had somebody take the blame for it. And that's when the Nero had a good excuse to go after all the Christians. Um, Peter said he wasn't worthy of dying. He was going to be crucified, but he, he requested being crucified upside down. And the Romans, they always like to find you know, new and different ways to uh, kill you. So they didn't have any arguments with that. And they did. Um, it's funny that 30-some years before then, uh, at the end of the Gospel of John, Jesus predicts Peter's death when he tells him, when you are old, this is what Jesus tells Peter, when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Um, so basically, he's being led to the cross. Someone else, you know, he's stretching his hands out. Um, so basically, Jesus tells him how he's going to die. Jesus also told how 
every stone, one not one stone of the temple will be left standing upon itself and that will be torn down. And sure enough, um, that's another prediction Jesus made that's already come to pass. Uh, the Bible, all, all the prophecies have either been fulfilled or they're getting ready to be fulfilled. Some of them are being fulfilled as we speak right now. According to the um, Jewish Roman historian Josephus, who lived in the first century, uh, Roman soldiers didn't always crucify people right side up, and they tried different positions for entertainment. Ah, uh, Some kind of entertainment instead of football games, they uh, did that for fun. According to tradition, Andrew was mar martyred by crucifixion in the Greek city of Pateras around 60 AD like, the, like his brother Peter. Andrew didn't consider himself worthy to die in the same way as Jesus, and he was bound, not nailed to a cross, which was hung in an X shape instead of a T. For this reason, X shaped cross is sometimes referred to as the St. Andrew's cross. Unfortunately, this, this isn't like 100% accurate, but, you know, I'd say it's pretty accurate. It comes from um, a book called The Acts of Andrew, um, which also includes um, several supernatural accounts of Andrew's miracles, which they're not supernatural. He's just full of the Holy Ghost. He went around, like Jesus said, he healed people. He, he, you know, he did special things. Um, now, there's also um, testimony that, he, that as he hung um, on the cross, he preached this X-shaped cross. He preached for three days. You know, he preached to the people and witnessed about Jesus. And for three days as he died on the cross, it was called a three-day sermon, which he gave while he was dying. Involved, he, he was praising the cross as a symbol of Christ's beauty and redemption. Um, so, hey, um, here's another one of Jesus' disciples. Will not back down. Not one step back. That's our new model here. We, we're not going to take a step back. We're going forward. We're at the crossroads, and that's why I named this Damascus Crossroads. Uh, we, have, we have two ways to go in our life, to glory to God, to everlasting life in heaven. Um, where it's so beautiful, it's, it'll blow your mind. All we got to do is cut sin out of our life and, and stay away from these drugs. Uh, there, there's nothing good comes from drugs. I, I, they're just evil. Or, or we can take that road to hell, uh, which is wide and broad, is what Jesus said, and many will follow that road. Let's take some pride in ourselves, y'all. Let's let's be different. Let, 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 with the Jesus' help, let's be different than what everybody else is. It's easy to, it's easy to get back on drugs. Uh, in fact, 90% of, uh, of drug addicts, they get back on within a year. You know, let, let, let's say take some pride in ourselves. Let's let's stand up to this devil, this lying old devil out there that takes 90 percent of people down like a mangy old lion and, and tells them and tell him not today, devil, not today, uh, not one step back. Next one we're going to talk about is St. James. Um, he was the I think this would be the Jesus's brother. He was the first of Jesus's apostles to die for following him. And he's one of the only two apostles whose death is recorded in the Bible. The others is Judas Iscariot, of course. Um. St. James was um, executed with a sword. Uh, it was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. Acts 12, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Um, basically, King, Her King Herod at the time was eager to win favor of the Jews, since the Jews were very interesting, interested in preventing Christianity from spreading. He believed by persecuting um, he believed by persecuting Christians, he would please his Jewish subjects, and it did. Here's an interesting um, story. Um, it was written a couple hundred years after the death of James, but it appears that the guard who brought him into the court was so moved when he saw him testify that he confessed that he, too, was a Christian. So the guard who was guarding James at the time, they were taken away together 
And on the ways, on the way, the guard asked James to forgive him and uh, have Jesus forgive him. And James thought for a moment, and then he said, I wish you peace, and kissed him. So they both were beheaded at the same time. Man, you know, praise the Lord. Here's a guard that's guarding him, and James is you know, preaching the gospel to him. And, and he's like, I want to be a Christian too. And James was so inspirational and so full of the Holy Spirit. But this poor guy, oh, he's not a poor guy because he's up there. Man, he's got streets of gold now. Uh, he's up in heaven now with Jesus, you know, um, instead of hell. But, you know, he had his head chopped off with, with, with James too. So James was the first apostle who drank from the cup that Jesus drank from, which comes from Mark 10, chapter 10, verse 39, which Jesus was saying to his disciples, you're getting ready to, to, to have a little fill of what I'm getting, what I'm getting, getting ready to happen to me, you know, kind of like, um, it's going to be tough. And, you know, going, you know, we deal with, the funny thing about our, you know, us, you know, I'm, I'm telling y'all to be tough, be strong, take pride in, in not being an addict anymore. Uh, you know, be the be the 10% of the people that clean up, the 5% that they give it up for good. Um, don't be the 95%. That ain't nothing to take pride in. These people, I mean, they put their life on the line for Jesus, and, and that's what we need to do. We need to, we need to go all out. And the thing about it is our life actually gets better, easier. Our family comes back together. These guys were getting torn away from everything serving Jesus. They had to drop their families. They had to go on. They, they had to travel. They had to get beat, stoned, you name it. And, and um, they stood strong. So now we're going to go into John, traditionally regarded as the only apostle to die of old age. Now, some accounts suggest that the, a couple of others died of natural causes, but John's the only one that is traditional, they believe, didn't drink of the cup of, the, the cup of what Jesus drank of. And he's said to be the, the the prophet that actually took care of Jesus's mother Mary um, when Jesus took to heaven. That um, Jesus had asked John to take care of his mom um, until Mary died, and then John went on the road and he started preaching. Now it's kind of interesting that a symbol for John is a, a pot of boiling oil. So tradition has it that Nero, he, you know, he was killing Peter and all the other disciples that he could get his paws on, Paul and everything else, he got a hold of John. Well, John, you know, I think Jesus, the other disciples, you know, they had run a good race, as Paul said. He was Paul was ready to go, go he said, and so wasn't Peter. You know, they was like, just go. I'm ready to go to heaven. Um, but, you know, John, he still had a purpose. He had to write the book of Revelations. So Nero, he, uh, he was in for a little surprise. He got him a big big pot of boiling oil, and the Christians like to anoint it with oil like we do today. So uh, Nero, he tried to put him in a pot of boiling oil in the Colosseum. Well, it didn't work out so good because guess what? Mr. Mr. John, he just sat in there like he's taking a bubble bath and um and the whole Colosseum repented and 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 turned to Christianity while Nero just he just blew a blew a gasket, I know. And then he um kind of scared him, so he kind of took him and he um he, he tried to poison him. Well he didn't think the poison was was working, so he gave it to a servant. Well he rolled over dead foaming at the jaws within two two minutes. So then, you know, he this is only two accounts that we know how he tried to kill him. There's probably more, and he probably got to the point where um, these stories were going around that John wasn't dying, and this was really upsetting Nero. Um, so Nero actually, what he did is he actually took him and put him on the island of Pat Patmos, where he actually wrote the book of Revelations, um, and he died of old age there. Um, and believe me, the Romans and Nero weren't into um, being nice to people. Uh, one of Nero's famous things to do was to take a christian and put him in a bag with a with a with a mountain lion and a 
and a gorilla and some other things and tie it shut, burlap bag, and throw them in the river and dogs and, and hyenas. And then the, they would, uh, they'd scratch and bite and kill the person inside the bag as he drowned it. Um, another thing Nero liked to do is do Roman candles. Roman candles are pretty fireworks. They're actually Christians soaked in oil, um, put up on the street. They're actually used to light the streets, um, caught on fire, and they sat and burned, and that was called Roman candles. Um, not very funny, I guess, for Christians, and not a firework by any means. So, anyways, John died of old ages um, as he was um, writing the book of uh, book of Revelations. But next one we're going to talk about is Philip. Um, now, there's there's Philip the disciple and Philip um, the evangelist, who who was in the book of Acts, um, who had the four daughters, prophesizing daughters. Um, the the one in Acts, the evangelist, he was crucified too, so he didn't get out lucky. But though we're going in, we're just sticking with the disciples today. Um, we're talking about how Philip died. Actually, Philip, it's pretty well known that he died. Um, he he actually. The Romans were, were in control of all the cities and stuff, and he actually, um, a governor, a Roman governor's wife actually talked to him. She had many gods and voodoo, whatever they worshipped, the sun gods, and Philip actually converted her to Christianity. Well, the Roman governor, he blew a gasket, and he went and found Philip, and he, um, they said he, uh, he was crucified painfully, so I don't know how he can get crucified any other way, but they said that this uh, Roman governor really put the special sauce to him, um, but hey, he didn't back down. That's our job. We got to go out and testify about Christ and about what he did for us. And um, that's our job as Christians. And, and just think, like we may get, we might lose our job, worst case scenario, or, or somebody laugh at us or make fun of us. Man, these, these people are getting like hacked up and, and crucified and everything else for, for the God's word. So again, we don't back down and, and we testify about Jesus. That's, that's what we're here to do. And the next um, disciple we're going to talk about is Bartholomew. Um, he was actually flayed alive they actually skin them like you would a catfish or a deer or something like that but um he wasn't dead he was alive um in india uh, he went to india to preach the gospel and everybody agrees that his death was pretty gruesome so you talk about again you talk about no no backing down uh you know he probably had like he probably had a chance to run you know like a lot of these disciples had a chance to get out of whatever situation they're in and uh, they they were brave i mean they had kahunas big enough to come in a dump truck as they say you know these guys didn't back down um as christians that's what we got to be you know everybody wants to be tough and, and the toughest around and, and all this these guys were the toughest around uh, they didn't back down they were like um like ethan man they they stood strong for jesus and that's what I'm trying to get through to you guys, everybody out there under my voice right now, going through rehab, going through recovery. All right, the next disciple we're going to talk about is the Apostle Thomas, um, the famous doubting Thomas. But after he's seen Jesus, you know, um, seen his seen his wounds and felt him, and he was no longer doubting Thomas. He was, I'm a, I got some faith now. You are, you are the Messiah, and um, uh, he didn't back down after that. Like I said, none of these disciples backslid. Zero, zero, zero steps back. They, they were like. They had like Stalin's orders, not one step back. You know, that's that's the way they lived their life. They did take a step back, constantly going forward, constantly getting stone beat. Um, this one was martyred in Malapur, India uh, in 72 AD. So accurate is this death that they actually record the date, July 3rd, one day before Independence Day. Uh, they stuck a spear through him. Um, so uh, he actually um, is, is being noted as starting the, the church in India. There's Christians in India 
Um, there is churches in there. Um, but the devil has really put a stranglehold on India. I know we're getting back in there again, but they're still under persecution in Pakistan, India. Christians are still under persecution. It's almost like it was back then. Um, Christians over there still are, are being, um, you know, hunted down. Uh, just like the Romans did, just like, you know, poor Thomas here was. So the next one we're going to is Matthew. Matthew's death was in um, Alexandria. Um, so he wasn't a whole far away. Um, martyred in A.D. 60. Um, he had a lot of things come against him. He was burned, stoned, and stabbed, and then finally beheaded. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty rough for Matthew, too. Um, but, hey, again, he stood strong. Not a step back, all in. That was one thing that got me through through my rehab, and it's when I was crying and the devil was trying to get me to go back to do dope, and I was riding the fence, you know, flipping this way and, and wanting to do this, and I wouldn't do it, but I was just so miserable. I mean, the devil had me right where he wanted me on the couch crying and, and not doing nothing for Jesus, and um, and I finally just threw it all in for Jesus. Kind of like you at the poker table and you got you got four aces or or you got a full house, and the devil sitting over there with the uh, two of a kind, and they're like uh threes you know and he and he's sitting there grinning like he's got you whooped you know and, and, and all in you gonna say devil here i'm gonna go i'm throwing all my chips on the table devil you ain't got nothing in your hands see the devil he think he'll he'll have he'll have two of a kind and acting like he's got a full boat you know uh, but i'm holding four aces you know which i know is impossible pretty much but uh that's how good jesus is it's like having four it's like getting a poker game getting four aces that's how good the kingdom of God is. That's how that's how that's how great it is. Um, you know, and you're the devil's over there with, with two of a kind, and they're both twos, and he's acting like he's got the whole world under his under his claws. Uh, you know, so don't believe the devil's lies. The next uh, disciple I want to talk about is Jude. Um, he was martyred in Syria on a missionary journey with Simon the Zealot. Uh, somehow Simon Simon the Zealot escaped this uh, whatever happened to to Jude here. Um. According to the story, um, Simon and, and Simon and Jude came across a bunch of uh, these religious gurus, and they had um, idols and golden idols to worship. And they actually Simon and Jude commanded the demons to come out of the idols and the and the people, and destroyed them. And they had the, 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 they destroyed them. Well, the religious leaders they went crazy, and they ran upon the apostles and they hooed them to death, I guess, with axes. And in that same hour, which was right fair weather, it was nice weather. And here comes this thunder and lightning, and the temple was like just destroyed. And the and two of the people that had hacked him up were turned into like coals by a stroke of thunder. So, and the king. Uh, so then they, everybody was scared, and they actually um, made honor to uh, them. I guess somehow um, Simon lived through this, um, but Jude didn't. He was he was um he was martyred here um. See, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you're going to come up against things in this world, man, that you got to take a stand for Jesus. You can see people worshiping idols and um, worshiping other people and, and and not worshiping Jesus, and you got to say something. Look what happened, you know. This is what happens when you take a stand. Um, but we got to do it for Jesus and follow the example of these guys. These guys are our heroes. Um, now, Simon the Zealot, I guess he escaped that one. Um, but um, basically, a zealot means Simon the Zealot. A zealot would be like what we'd call a... Um, Maybe like what you call a patriot, um, a freedom fighter. He wanted to free Jerusalem through military means from the Roman rule, where Jesus said, "Let's do it spiritually. Let's free our souls first, and our because 
you know, even they would have freed themselves from the Romans. They had this other oppressive bunch of leaders called the rabbis and the Pharisees and all them they'd have to deal with anyways. And really the Romans were like, pay your pay your rent, pay your taxes. Like Jesus said, give unto Caesars what Caesars. All governments are going to take money from you. And pretty much the Romans, if you paid your taxes and, and um, you kind of didn't mess with them, they, they weren't too bad on you, you know. Um, after the Christians came and, and Nero was was con consumed by a devil, the devil went after the Christians big time, um, and destroyed the Jewish people. Um, so it's legend has Simon Zealot. One legend says he went and was crucified and sawed in half in Britain in 61 A.D. Um, so again, he was martyred. Um, not good. Uh, I mean, good, but not good. He's in heaven now, and um. But one thing I don't want you to think is like um, this will happen to all these guys is going to happen to you. But I'm, I'm doing this to, to, to just kind of help you all understand what early Christians did for us and how they much they believed in Jesus Christ, what they sacrificed to bring the word to us. So we would accept Jesus Christ into our life and, 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 and ask for, you know, forgiveness of our sins. They did all this for us. So, you know, I just want you all to keep that in mind. OK, I'm going to wrap this show up. Um, I just want to share and keep in remembrance what the disciples did for us. Um, there's a lot written about what Paul did and, and uh, Peter and Acts. And, uh, but the other disciples, they went out there. They, they worked as hard. They preached as hard. They spread the gospel. We, we wouldn't have the gospel like we do if it wasn't for the disciples. Um, they're awesome. Um, of course, you know, it's our job to be disciples too, and that's, that's what I'm trying to make everybody understand. When I got to spread the gospel, you know, people, people talk come up to me and say, you need to stop talking about Jesus. You know, nobody wants to hear that. I can't, I can't do that. I'm sorry. You know, that's my job as a Christian. Just like, um, you know, somebody loves Kentucky basketball at work. You got to hear them yakking about basketball all day. And I, you know, I don't want to hear about it, but you know, that's what's on their heart. You know, that's what they love. You know, I love Jesus and that's what's on my heart. You know, and as a Christian, our life is to spread the gospel, tell people about Jesus Christ and what he did for us. Um, that's another thing, you know, we got to remember, I think Jesus would like us to take the time to remember what the disciples did for us. You know, even though it's been close to 2000 years ago, we still need to remember them. Um, that's what this episode's for. Just take a, take a, take up some time here and just on, um, maybe say a little prayer, you know, Lord, thank you for what they did for us, uh, spreading the gospel and giving their lives, uh, like, um, true heroes they were. Um, you know, our job as Christians is to, to live a, um, a life, uh, try to live it as free as of sin as we can, and also, you know, to spread the gospel. So um, I think next episode I'm going to talk about maybe like some things that I do to help me get through uh, the um, withdrawal. Uh, you know, like I like to lift weights. Uh, I like to fast. Um, I, I'm, I'm wanting to get into skydiving again. I'm trying to lose some weight so I can do that again. Um and stuff like that, uh, maybe take up a hobby. You know, you got a lot of time on your hands. You know, the best thing you can do is like read the Bible, study about Jesus, um, go help, you know, maybe you go help the homeless, do a, do a, you know, if they got a soup kitchen or, or something you can do, especially around Christmas to, to help somebody. Um, give back, and that's that's what you gotta do. You gotta give back. When the disciples received the gift of the Holy Spirit and they received Jesus's word and and um, his forgiveness and, and were born again, they went forth and they and they gave back. You know, we gotta give back. Jesus says you do on the least of them you've done unto me. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. God bless y'all. Pray for me and I'll pray for you and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads podcast. If you like what you hear, 
Follow us for more episodes. If you live in Kentucky, we would love for you to join us during Sunday worship at Recovery Faith Church in Harrodsburg, Kentucky at the Anderson Dean Park building at 11. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.